Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Milwaukee Mennonite Church, those who are here and those who are online. We leave our routines and our activities on a Sunday to gather together. Our shared faith in God makes us want to learn more about God and the Bible and to encourage each other and to be encouraged. So we gather, and today we do just that. Let's take a moment of silence to take a deep breath, just to acknowledge God's presence here with us. Please pray with me. God of cosmos and quarks, God of rainbows and roly-polies, God of electricity and enzymes, you created the earth and proclaimed it good. The galaxy and planets are known to you, yet also the hairs on our heads. You cradle all things in the palm of your hand, supporting us with love. We magnify your name for our creation and for all the blessings of this life. Sustain us in a spirit of awe for how you continue to be present in the world and help us to act with love for all that you have created. Amen. Would you turn to 884 in your hymnal? 884. In the beginning, before time, before people, before the world began, God was. Here and now among us, beside us, clearer than the air, closer than breathing, God is. In all that is to come, when we have turned to dust and human knowledge has been completed, not despairing of earth, but delighting in it, not condemning the world, but redeeming it through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. God was, God is, God will be. Let's begin our worship time singing, uh, In the Lord I'll Be Ever Thankful. That's number 118. Um, please stand if you're able, and we'll sing a, a song of thanks to Creator. In the Lord I'll be ever thankful, in the Lord I will rejoice. Look to God, do not be afraid, lift up your voices, the Lord is near. Lift up your voices, the Lord is near. In the Lord I'll be ever thankful, in the Lord I will rejoice. Look to God, do not be afraid. Lift up your voices, the Lord is near. Lift up your voices, the Lord is near. In the Lord I'll be ever thankful. 
your voices, the Lord is near. Lift up your voices, the Lord is near. In the Lord I'll be ever thankful. In the Lord I will rejoice. Look to God, do not be afraid. Lift up your voices, the Lord is near. Lift up your voices, the Lord is here. Please remain standing and turn to number 43. Number 43, God be the love. Um, Lori and I are going to sing the first two verses of this. Um, Join in whenever you feel like joining in. God be the love to search and keep me. God be the prayer to move my voice. God be the strength to now uphold me. Oh, Christ, surround me. Oh, Christ, surround me. Bind to myself the name of holy, great cloud of witnesses and fold. Prophets, apostles, angels, witness, O Christ, surround me, O Christ, surround me. Brightness of sun and glow of moonlight, flashing of lightning, strength of wind, depth of the sea to soil of planet. my way, and from beneath, above, and always, oh, Christ, surround me, oh, Christ, surround me, Christ in the eye of all who see me, Christ in the ear that hears my voice, Christ in the heart of all who know me. Oh, Christ, surround me. Oh, Christ, surround me. Please be seated. Today, instead of a land acknowledgement, we have a faith acknowledgement. Let's turn to 923. Nine twenty-three, and we will read our confessing faith, our acknowledgement together, the Apostles' Creed. Would you read with me? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, 
who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please pray with me. Creator God, we are not alone. We live in your world. We believe in you. You who have created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in you, God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate your presence, to live in respect in creation, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen. In life, in death, in life beyond death, you, God, are with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's continue to confess our, our calling by singing 558, Lord, I want to be a Christian, a song that seems to be equal parts um, confessing our shortcomings, but also the, the deep uh, call of, of God to be loving and be holy, be Jesus, be like Jesus. Christian in my heart, in my heart, Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart, in my heart, in my heart, Lord, I want to be a Christian. In my heart, Lord, I want to be more loving in my heart, in my heart, Lord, I want to be more loving.
Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart, in my heart. Lord, I want to be more lowly in my heart, in Proverbs chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. A wise child makes a father glad, but a foolish child brings sorrow to his mother. The treasure of the wicked won't profit them, but righteousness rescues people from death. The Lord doesn't let the righteous starve, but he rejects the desires of the wicked. Laziness brings poverty. Hard work makes one rich. A wise son harvests in the summer. A disgraceful son sleeps right through the harvest. Blessings cover the head of the righteous, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The memory of the righteous is a blessing, but the name of the wicked rots. The skilled mind accepts commands, but a foolish talker is ruined. Those who walk in innocence walk with confidence, but those on crooked paths will be found out. Those who wink an eye bring trouble. Those who speak foolishly are ruined. So in preparing these thoughts, I've benefited from the wisdom of writers of the Oxford Annotated Bible, um, and also from talking with Chris and uh, the Jewish Bible, Jewish publication Bible. Um, I've really enjoyed the last month that we've spent uh, and the way that we've heard from each other as we engage with the holy writings from various parts of our library of libraries. Uh, but I have to admit, I was a little bit bummed to have Proverbs as our last scriptures. It's not a story. It's not the life of Jesus. Proverbs. Short sayings you might find on plaques and kitchens and on bumper stickers. Clearly, I think I know everything there is to know about wisdom. That might be a problem. It might be a good idea for me to step back from my proud and lofty ledge and sit down 
for some short lessons on what matters in life. Wisdom deals with daily experience and how to cope with it. Wisdom is the teaching of sages as a result of their dialogue with reality. Wisdom is not monolithic. That is, there's not just one kind of question that wisdom can explore. Consider Job and Ecclesiastes. Job asks, what does it mean to have faith in the middle of suffering? Ecclesiastes warns us against self-satisfaction and lifts up the mystery of God over life and death. There's even wisdom writings in the New Testament. James, for example, says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness and born of wisdom. Now, the Proverbs are rather more straightforward. They're memorable sayings about living well, living righteously, living justly, bumper stickers, plaques on kitchen walls. Proverbs are brief, salty sayings. They are short and crisp. And now I need to fetch my prop. Crisp, salty. You take a bite, there's a definite satisfying crunch, a definite perspective on life. To continue the food metaphor, Proverbs are not a complex sauce or a fine wine. There's no bouquet. You just take a crisp, crunchy bite, and you know you've taken in something good. Now, of course, life is more complex. Life cannot be summed up in 14 words on the pros and cons of what to say or do. Of course, proverbs are not inflexible codes of conduct. These complicated discussions of life can be sorted out when you have time in the kitchen to sort through recipes, and make that amazing dish that is spicy and refreshing and creamy and tender. But sometimes you just need a cracker. Sometimes you just reach for the gorp. Sometimes we need to be reminded crisply and forcefully of the good path we should be walking. So as you reflect on the Proverbs in chapter 10, I'm going to be holding this crispy thing for a long time. Uh, you might notice a few things. First, the Proverbs have patterns. There's a set of contrasts. X is good, but Y is bad. What if we left out these contrasts? What would it be like to read only the good part or only the bad part? Proverbs can be read as a description or as a prescription. What does it feel like to read these Proverbs just as describing the way things work in life? Do the suggested causes and effects completely explain life or give one key perspective? What does it feel like to read these Proverbs as commands? 
as something to do or not do. Third thing, I wonder what Jesus would think about the Proverbs. Jesus is both in sync with the wisdom that came before him, and he pointed new directions, saying things like, you've heard it said, but I tell you. What are the Proverbs of Jesus? Maybe the Beatitudes. How do they speak to the wisdom and the Proverbs of Solomon? And finally, fourth, because Lori told me, you have to talk about the winking eye. So this is where Chris and the the Jewish Bible notes were really helpful by pointing out that at that time and place of Proverbs, winking an eye or perhaps squinting were signs of dishonesty, if you know what I mean. The crispiness of Proverbs can be summed up simply as laying out a choice between life and death. And in fact, in the chapters before chapter 10, wisdom in chapter 8 says, whoever finds me finds life. All who hate me hate death. I might have written that wrong. Does that make sense? Um, It's in chapter 8 of of, uh, Proverbs. And this reminds me, actually, of of Sarah Augustine's call in uh, her book, The Land is Not Empty, that we've been reading in CE. She calls us to follow Jesus in dismantling the doctrine of discovery, standing with indigenous peoples, standing with um, the the, the way of of, um, uh, creation. Uh, So just to read briefly one of these excerpts where she says this sort of thing. The nature of God, God's eternal nature and divine power is clear. Our instructions are clear. We must choose the systems of life over the systems of death. Defend the oppressed. And we need not be afraid. Despite the current political reality that surrounds us, we can't be deceived that we are somehow in a battle with those we perceive to be our enemies. There is only one side and that is the side of creation. There is only one reality, and it is defined by the principles of life. Imagine a movement or system that demands its adherents not breathe oxygen. A leader making this case need not be accused of being wrong or corrupt, but simply doomed. Their followers can't live for more than a few moments, not because of ideological notions or wickedness, but simply they do not comply with the simplest principle of life, of reality. Anything that runs counter to these principles is doomed to fail. We are made to do this. Instructions are in the very fabric of our DNA. We must choose life. The systems of death seem eternal and universal, but they are flimsy, hollow. They do not conform to the logic of life, and therefore they will pass away, as all things must that tend toward death. This is our choice, to cooperate with the systems of life and with the great animator, or to choose to support the systems of death. There's a hard cost associated with this choice. To choose life means giving up the financial return provided by the extractive industry, but the benefit is joining in the awesome project of creation together with the creator.
So as we read together now and discuss, let's read and discuss like Anabaptists. We read in community. Our community is both right here and now, and it's with the voices that have come before us since ancient times. Our community centers the voices of those that have been marginalized. We read with Jesus at the center. What would Jesus say or have done with this scripture in Proverbs 10? And we read in the presence of the Holy Spirit, let us put love and grace over being right. Amen. As part of our responding now and before we move into a time of prayer, um, we're going to sing uh, one of the songs um, uh, that is based on the Beatitudes. Um, this is number 290, Blessed Are You. Um, interestingly enough, the, the first and third verse are, are based on the Beatitudes, and the second verse is based on the woes of Jesus. So Jesus also made some contrasting statements. They just aren't paired together in the way that they show up in, in Proverbs. Um, so uh, we'll sing uh, 290, Blessed Are You. <clears throat> Blessed are you, the poor ones, God calls the last and least. Blessed are you, the hungry, for God prepares your feast. Blessed are you who weep now, for morning turns to praise. Blessed are you who suffer, for God will guard your ways. The doors of heaven are open, and glory is shining through. Rejoice, rejoice, God is with us, and blessed, blessed are you. Ruin awaits the wealthy who live to serve their greed. Ruin awaits the gluttons who take more than they need. Ruin awaits the laughers and tears will fill their eyes. Ruin awaits the haughty who mock their neighbors' cries. The doors of heaven are open and glory is shining through. Rejoice, rejoice, God is with us and blessed, blessed are you. Blessed are you, the poor ones, for God is poor with you. Blessed are you, the hungry, for God knows hunger too. Blessed are you who weep now, for God has shared. 
blessed are you who suffer, for God will bring relief. The doors of heaven are open, and glory is shining through. Rejoice, rejoice, God is with us, and blessed, blessed are you. Let's pray. Faithful God, you care about our lives and our world, and you pledge to walk alongside of us. God, we praise you for your daily reminders of your presence with us. The white snow, hugs, music, good food, this body of believers, on and on. God, we also come before you today in need of your healing hand, in you, all things are possible. And we lift up to you the ongoing violence in this world, in our city. And God, we lift up to you any of the unspoken concerns that we carry with us. Thank you for your steadfast faithfulness to us and how you are continually present in our world. Help us to act faithfully to you and act with love towards all that you created. Amen. Our sending song, Go My Friends in Grace, Beneath This Blessed Sky, number 810. Go, my friends, in grace beneath the blessed sky. Where you go, God is there beneath the blessed sky. Walk, my friends, in Thank you, everyone, 
who has added to this service. Thank you, Stolpes and Steve for music, for Aaron for sound, Connie and Steve for greeting us, Mandy for reading. Thank you to those who have worshiped online with us. Thank you all who are here in person. Amen.